For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey there, this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. I am your host, Nina Perez, and we are here to discuss life topics to challenge and transform your thinking. Let's do this. So I have someone here who is amazing. He's an amazing podcaster and his name is Mike Melatesta. And he's a successful entrepreneur and a business executive. He founded, built, and sold one of the largest environmental service companies in the upper Midwest. Currently, he heads up ERC Midwest LLC and is uh, the host of a podcast called How Did Happen that explores the stories of successful people from all walks of life. And his goal is to share the insights on the best and most impactful ideas to improve as a leader and positively affect organizations and the people around them. So I'm really happy that you're here, uh, Mike. You do have really great people on your podcast. That's must, that must be very exciting. You must love that. Yeah, thank you, Nina. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. And and yeah, I get a lot of energy out of doing the podcast. I, I, it's, it's been a great way for me to connect with people in a very meaningful way and to share some mm-hmm. really great stories as well. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, too. I'm glad that you're here. Um, you have a very good podcast. It's very well done. Uh, I think I also heard your uh, episode on Jeff Knowles, Inc. Oh, yeah. Um, Jeff, yeah. he's amazing. He's also yeah. an amazing podcaster. Yeah. 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 We, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a really easy guy to talk to. He's, mm-hmm. he's, um, you know, had some really great success in his life. He's a very committed dad. You know, he's got that yeah. dad thing going on and, um, <laughs> he does, yeah, he does uh, have that dad thing going on. <laughs> he's got a dad thing going on. But full of energy. Great guy. Jeff knows Inc. Yeah. That's a great podcast. Yeah. He's a great guy, but let's get into Mike. Let's get into Mike. So Mike, thank you so much for being here. And if you don't mind, let's just share a little bit about you right now, like who you are. And then we're going to dive in a little bit and and get into the nitty gritties. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Well, first of all, Nina, it's, it's not that often that I do a podcast with someone who lives right down the road from my in-laws. So that's neat, but yeah, (laughs) but about me. So I'm a, you know, I, when I was four years old, Nina, I lived across the street from a trucking company. It was like a construction company, excavation company. And I would sit on the curb outside of my house in the summer times and watch what was going on over there. And I just loved all of it. I loved mm. the noise the trucks made. I love the smoke that came out of them. I love the smell of diesel fuel and the dust and and everything. And I just thought to myself, well, my dad was a truck driver as well, but I I never got to go to work with him or anything. So this was sort of my way of imagining what that life was like. And um, I'd watch the guys bring their trucks back at the end of the day, park them in the yard. And I just thought to myself, man, if I could do that one day, that would be the coolest thing ever. Um, And then I forgot all about it for a long time. Right. Um, You know, go to high school, go to college, um, corporate 
you know, every, at that time in the in the early '80s, <clears throat> early to mid '80s, the, this whole thing about entrepreneurs and you know owning your own business it really wasn't that big of a thing. Not in the right. circles I was in, it was more like go to college, become a lawyer, or a doctor, or some type of professional accountant or whatever, and then you know you've got a career. And when I and that's what I sort of set my goals to. I I, I said well. I need to get a I need to get a, a degree and then a job and but along the way between my my junior and senior year I did get a job driving a garbage truck because I still loved the idea of driving trucks I just didn't think that that was going to be something I would make a career out of so I got a job because it paid more and I thought it was cool and it was cool and I was working with like men you know I wasn't working with kids anymore. I was working with men. This was in Philadelphia. And when I got done with um, that summer, I went to the owner and I asked him, you know, how, how do I get into this industry? And he pointed me in the direction of these, you know, the corporate trash companies. And I ended up applying and I got a management training position and thought I'd be the CEO of that company one day because I would work hard and I would, you know, yeah. do all the right things. And, and for five years, it looked like I was going to, to make that. And then I got fired. Oh. And so I moved around. I was with them five years. I moved around to four different states. I was always saying yes. And because I thought if, if I said yes all the time, that would, you know, that's what you do to, to move ahead. I still think that particularly at a young age. Um, and ultimately, I ended up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And as I said, I grew up in the Philadelphia area. So Milwaukee was 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 not a place that I was familiar with. And, mm -hmm. and uh, so after I got let go, I was here. I was married for a little over a year, um, living here a little over a year. I say here because I'm still in Wisconsin. <laughs> and um, I, I, I looking at all my options and ended up a guy that I had worked with uh, briefly while I was here, reached out to me and said, hey, you know, if you want to start a business, I, I would like to do that with you. And that was, that sort of reignited that, that seed that I think was planted on me, in me right. when I was four years old. And, and we ended up starting a, a, a trucking company, <laughs> trucking uh, wastewater from factories to, to wastewater treatment plants. And that's, that's how I got yeah. started. Wow. So when you went to college, did you, uh, what were you going to college for? Well, ultimately I, I picked English as my major. Okay. And I graduated. So you followed that path, right? <laughs> of, of course. Yes. Um, well, you know, not, you know, what everybody says, well, English, what are you going to be a teacher? And I never wanted to be a teacher and I, I didn't even know what to do with it. But at some point in your second semester, sophomore year at the time, you have to pick a major. And I was not exactly excelling. And I said, well, I can read and I can write. So maybe I'll just stick with, you know, pick English and, and hopefully get, get through it. And ultimately, I do think that English is a, a lot of liberal arts are a great way to mm -hmm. plant thinking seeds inside of you an ability to think and figure things out and argue different positions and stuff. So, I'm, you know, I'm going to tell you that it worked out great, right. but I, I didn't choose it. <laughs> for any career reason.
So that the company that you had um, with the wastewater did yeah. is that what you built and then sold? Is that the company? Yeah. yeah so oh, started, okay. Yeah. So we started from scratch in uh, 1992, uh, as I said, as a trucking company, and then over the years we um, got into different things like actually treating and processing waste ourselves. And then we grew into different states and, you know, different locations so we could be, you know, grow our client base and be closer to clients. And, and ultimately uh, we ended up in five states. So we had processing facilities in five states and, you know, pretty decent sized workforce and, and, and a good reputation in the industry. What made you um, exit that business or sell it? Yeah, a couple things. Um, so I had, um, well, I guess the short the short story is I had uh, originally three partners. One passed away uh, about ten years in, and then my other two partners, who who were a bit older than than I was, uh, wanted to. After twenty years, they wanted to, um, you know, cash out. I guess you yeah. say. And so I was able to put. Um, well, together, we were able to put together financing to do that. And, and then I was, you know, pretty much the sole owner at that point, which was a goal of mine and accomplished that goal. Um, but it, it, it paying them off restricted the ability, you know, cash ability, ability that we right. had to grow. So we we're kind of hunkered down, which, which I think I was fine with. And then, um, just out of the blue, someone came to um, to visit and you know pitched this um, idea to me, and it was a publicly traded company that I was familiar with. And um, ultimately, they put together uh, you know not just an offer, but a, a, an ability for us to remain what you might call a platform company. And I thought that it was a great opportunity for me, and my family, but I also thought it was a very good opportunity for the folks on my team, because, mm-hmm. you know, we were, we were, you know, kind of cash restricted. Now they would be a platform. The company was going to put money into it. There would be a chance for them to grow, uh, move up, you know, get new challenges. And I thought faster than I, they would, if they were with me. And I just thought all together, it made sense. And so then I did it and I never looked back from the decision. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad it was a decision that you didn't look back. You know, sometimes we have those decisions and then we're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. So I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to move forward. How did your um, parents feel? Uh, you said your dad was a truck driver. Um, how did they feel about you getting into a business <laughs> with truck driving? Oh, uh, I think they were very supportive, Nina. They, they. That's um, good. Yeah, they were supportive. It, it was my parents were, were, were always well, my mom still is. My dad passed away, but they're always very supportive of, you know, what I wanted to do and what I thought I could do. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it would, they were probably like, oh, gosh, you, you know, you just get fired from a job. You don't have anything. <laughs> and now you're going to start this business with some guy you barely know. Right. In a place you've barely been at, you know, a, a year or so you've lived here. Um, so there was probably some of that going on, but they didn't mm-hmm. they didn't, you know, push that in my face or anything. Yeah, because you're right. I think that, you know, when, um, you know, that was the mentality too, right? You got into a good job and you kind of grew and you stood there for 30 years and then you retire and then you die, right? <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. 
<laughs> so you kind of took a whole different approach to entrepreneurship. You just like, ah, you know what? I don't know where I live. I don't know the guy I'm going into business with. I don't have a job. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And, yes. And I have very few contacts. Like, I don't know anybody out here, you know? That's so funny. Uh, but but turned out it turned out okay. Yeah, I, I think so. It turned out great. So you, when you left that, is that when you got into ERC? Or yeah, you? Um, well, I spent a few, I spent a few years with the new uh, company with the new owner to help with the transition and do other things. But about um, uh, almost three years into that, I was really doing no meaningful work any longer. Um, <laughs> And, and, and that was fine with me, by the way, because some of the people on my team were able to move up and they were doing, you know, they were leading the organization. Right. And, um, you know, credit to the company that, that bought us. I mean, they, they were happy to keep me on. And, but I just, uh, I, you know, I just thought I'm not doing anything here. You shouldn't be paying me for, for this job. And I need to get my, I, I really need to get my butt out of here and start doing something else. And that's, right. those were the motivations. You know, sometimes when you are uh, an entrepreneur, you can't help it. it. You have to be doing something, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, boy, I, I think that applies to most humans too, really, <laughs> get right down to it. But, um, but for me, yes, I, 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 so after I left, that's when I, I teamed up with some other folks and that's when ERC Midwest got started. Okay. That's awesome. So do you feel like you want to continue into that? entrepreneurship like is this something you want to continue doing building more businesses and stuff is that is that something you do or like to yeah. do yeah yeah i do um so building businesses and supporting entrepreneurs are two of the two of like my main goals um so i um you know whenever erc midwest isn't there anymore i'm sure i'll i will do something else um <clears throat> but i also love as an investor and as a collaborator, I love supporting uh, startups and <clears throat> and also uh, established businesses um, when I can because I mm -hmm. I feel like I, I need to help in in some way create or help as many entrepreneurs as I can because I'm just a firm believer that entrepreneurs while they have all kinds of flaws like every human being does. Right. They also have, they also, um, they just, they're, they're incredible exa examples of what, what human beings are built to do. Yeah. I, I think this past year too has developed a lot of entrepreneurs, right? I think people had some time to kind of say, what am I doing with myself? You know, yeah. did you feel, did you feel that shift in, um, in your industry or, or as you're looking, because you're, you know, you're also an investor, did you see an uptake in entrepreneurship and different ideas, creativity, things like that? Um, yeah, I, I guess I'd say that, um, from a, from a, like a deal flow perspective. Yes. Um, I'm not sure a lot of the people that, you know, due to the pandemic or whatever, felt like they were going to, you know, explore entrepreneurism or solopreneurs or whatever. I'm not sure that I've been, you know, had the opportunity yet to interact with some of those folks because it's probably mm -hmm. at a, you know, a less developed level yeah. mm -hmm. so far. But, um, but yeah, you read about it and then you see all the jobs that are available that people aren't 
uh, lining up to take. And you think I know. Yourself, well, I, you know, is it the, you know, the aid? Is it the entrepreneurism? Is it, I don't know what it is, but if that's what people are doing, are, you know, trying their best to, to become entrepreneurs, I feel like that's awesome. That's yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about it like that. Um, when I was, I, I'm a director of a culinary operation and um, trying to hire people right now is so much fun. And <laughs> I realized that nobody's applying, but I didn't think about the fact that you could be right. I mean, a lot of people are probably exploring the fact that they want to be entrepreneurs. Um, you know, in this last year, I know that there's been a ginormous uptake in podcasting, you know, so Maybe people are trying to also see how they can monetize that, you know, uh, podcasting monetization. I find it to be a little bit of a challenge, but did you start doing your podcast before the pandemic or, or during? Yes, I started in 2018, so well okay. before. And Nina, I started mine with I didn't need to make any money. I didn't have something yeah. to promote. I just did it <laughs> for my own curiosity. And and that's still the way it is. I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I don't promote anything. I don't have ads. I don't, I'm just trying to have interesting conversations with people that I like and that I hope other people like. And yeah. because I feel like, um, you know, there, there, there are great podcasters who, you know, who have, you know, are able to put their business together with their podcast. And I think that's a fantastic platform. Um, I just don't have that. Right. Uh, and so I didn't, I don't think that's the thing you have to have in order to do and have a successful podcast or be happy with your podcast. Um, but it does help pay the bills. I mean, podcast people think, well, podcasts are like free. Well, they're, they, and they are, they're free to listen to, but they're not free to, <laughs> to, um, you know, produce and, right. Edit and, and mm -hmm. you know, get it out there and promote and all that stuff. It's not, uh, it, it's not, it's not, it's not free. Um, so, <laughs> no, it's so not. I'm in a fortunate position. I feel that way where I don't have to force, uh, force that, but I do watch very carefully what other people are doing because I feel like there's a lesson in there for me at some point where podcasting or, books and the other things that I'm, you know, trying to do would become, you know, a kind of a business of, of, of mm. it. Right. So when you said you were curious, what were you curious about? What did you want to do on your podcast? I wanted to explore high performers, uh, people who have had some success in their life. And I want to, mm -hmm. I want to understand uh, from their perspective, how it happened. And I want, there's two things I want to get out of that. One is for other people who are similarly uh, minded, I, you know, I want them to get something, some new nugget that they're like, Oh, mm -hmm. that, okay. I can use that. And then for the other people, these, you know, budding entrepreneurs or whatever they are, I want them to understand and get a sense that the people that I'm talking to may have been, and at some point likely were just like them. Right. And here's what happened to them, or here's what they did that got them from there to, you know, in the next step of where they are now. And if they can do it, you can probably do it. And I'm trying to, you know, I, I want to inspire people to the extent you can inspire someone to, 
you know, say that person was in my shoes. I have no, I, that excuse that I'm putting up right now isn't really an excuse. Look, there's a roadmap. I can try that roadmap. Right. Oh, that's so good. And that's, you know, uh, kind of like what straight talk is too, is just talking to real people. You know, I think we, um, we miss it when we think that CEOs or, or entrepreneurs with big companies and businesses don't have feelings or something as well, right? Like, I feel like, you're human. You are human, just right. like I am. You have a history. You have a life, right? You have emotions. <laughs> and yeah. I think, you know, sometimes people miss that. We're way more similar than we are different, right? Yeah, so I agree. Instead of focusing on the differences, let's focus on the similarities, because as you said, we're all human. So we're all capable of pretty much the same things. Mm -hmm. So what are the circumstances? What are the um, action steps. What are what made the difference? And then right. you know, that's 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 like an education. What made the difference? Okay, that made the difference. Now I can right, right. So you you get unstuck, right? You get yeah. unstuck. Do you feel like you've always had that grit in you to become an entrepreneur, or was that something that you were just like, I don't have a job. I'm living in a place I don't know. Eh, let's do it. <laughs> Do you feel like that was always in you? Like, I always wonder, I always ask people who have had these beautiful, successful businesses, if that's something they've always had in them, that grit, or if it can be developed. So grit, grit, uh, that's a good question. Grit, I think can be developed. Like coaches can help you develop. Mm, your, that's good. Yeah. Or, or maybe it can be exposed where, where, it may be your natural inclination maybe to keep your grit inside because you know of the way you were brought up or what some classmates said to you at some point oh, so maybe good. it can come mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. i don't think you can take someone who who has no grit and and give them grit it's not something that i can hand you right. so if you, if you don't have it and you're not willing to do more work than you uh, think you will have to do, then, you know, this is not the path for you. Now, I, did I know that I had that at the time that we started the business? No, I just believed that I did. Oh, that's uh, good. And my partner was the same way. And so, um, turned out we, we, we at least had what we needed to get, to get where we, we got, maybe I didn't have what I needed to get where, you know, Bezos is or somebody else, but, I had enough to get where we got and that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was that that was enough not to fail. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. You know, I noticed that, you know, since I started the podcast, well this year is when I did the shift, when I started to go from a monologue to a dialogue and talking oh, okay talking to entrepreneurs um, or big thought leaders, not just entrepreneurs, coaches, um, people who want to use their life to like impact the life of someone else. Right. That's what shifted to this year. And I realized so many things, stinking thinking that I had, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Also, just the desire I have, the desire to learn so much. And I also want to be in the room with the smartest people. Um, and, you know, you're learning so much about yourself when you start to become, when you start to do podcasting, right? Like you're, you're interviewing people and you're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. Or, you know, yeah, some, yeah. they say something that kind of like, oh, I, you know, that's, that's really strategic. Right. Um, so there, there's a lot of like great, really great entrepreneurs. Another thing I noticed about uh, people, Mike, you probably already know this is that there's really not competition when you're at that higher level. 
it's more networking. It's more like supporting each other um, more than it is competing and cutting each other down. Do you feel that? It's a great point. So so yes, and I'll tell you why. Um, When you, this is going to sound, you know, woo woo, but when (laughs) your mentality is scarcity, you compete because every, every dollar matters. And I think there's a point where you need that. You got the beginning, you know, getting off the ground. You, you, that matters. I think Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. later, uh, when you, when you, if you're able to switch to sort of an abundance mindset, then, um, collaboration is where the value is. Competition is not who you, you, you don't want to benchmark competition. You want to collaborate with people that'll get you where you want to get. I think, um, a lot of corporations now and a lot of companies for that matter, they're comparing themselves against the competition and they're angry with the competition. And I think both of those things are, are not to say you can't pay any attention, Nina, but both of those things take a lot of energy away from what you're thinking about, what you're actually capable of as a person, as a team, as an organization. And if you put that energy into that and then found people who could help you, do, you know, accomplish what you want. Um, I think it's a, just a, just a much better way to approach things than, than, a, than a, you know, if, if I win, you have to lose sort of mentality that, com- that comes with competition. Yeah. I love that you said it's also an abundant mindset, right? Cause you realize there's enough for everyone right? when you have that mindset. And that's, um, yeah. that is, yeah, that's so key. Um, and something that's completely transformed the way I thought too, because, you know, I've you know, come from a bad, you know, struggling background and you start to grow in this mindset. Like I just got to go get mine, you know? So, um, and as you start going up and up and up and you're like, okay, wait a minute, there's really, there's really nothing but collaboration here and networking and supporting each other. And I realized that when I'm around big thinkers and I say, you know, I really want to learn a little bit more about that. Can we talk about that? And they're totally like yes absolutely yeah 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 you know uh and and i don't know who said this probably lots of people but this whole notion that if if i let you know how i did it you're going to yeah you know beat me as a result i i know a lot of people have that i Mm -hmm. probably had that at some point or points along my career but the reality is i could tell hundred people, Nina, how to do something the right way, that would be fantastic for them. And 99 aren't going to do it. Right. Right. You know? So, um, or maybe five of 95 aren't going to do it. You know, I, I always think that with entrepreneurs, like 5% of the population is willing to do something that 95% of the population isn't. So and, true. And that's an entrepreneur. That doesn't mean that just because you're willing to do it, it's going to work. Right. <laughs> but just right. being willing to do it gives you an advantage over most people. It really does. And uh, that's why I was asking you before about the grit question, too, because yeah. it takes that. It really does. Um, and you're right. I think you can develop it. Right. You, you don't always know you have it, um, but I think you have to have some of it. You know, you have to want to be uncomfortable. Right. Um, do you always do you also agree with uh, or feel that you need a coach too in every level that you go to? Like, do you always need a mentor or a coach as you keep growing? Okay. So, for the first 10 years of my business, I never had a coach. I never asked for help. 
Mm. I always thought I could do everything myself. And I always looked at asking for help as a weakness. And where did I end up with that kind of thinking? I ended up in what I call the valley of uncertainty, <laughs> which is a place that which is a place that people who don't get help go to, to, um, to die. Right. They, 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 that's where they end so up. So good. They end up there <laughs> ready to die. And so after that period of time, I began to, I'd be, you know, I, I describe it as having, you know, I built these walls around myself and my business. And inside of those walls, I was the smartest person, as you were saying, you know, with your monologues. <laughs> right. I was the smartest person and all the knowledge I needed was right there. And it was something I designed. I made right. it that way. So I got exactly what I asked for. And then I was miserable because uh, nobody was thinking ahead of me. And I was always frustrated as to why. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, so you get what you deserve in life and you get what you create. But after I went into that valley um, and I was in a really bad spot, you know, spot, like, what do I do? Do I want to quit? Do I want to, all these things. I've had a lot, I had a lot of, you know, things happen that weren't pleasant. And uh, I did begin to search out ways to get me out of there. And mm. the, so I joined a local, uh, uh, you know, business association group and they had little round tables and that was kind of my first little get outside of my walls kind of That's thing. That's good. Um, and then after I got that, then I joined a program called the Strategic Coach. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're familiar with it. It's a oh, yeah. phenomenal <laughs> program for entrepreneurs. Joining Strategic Coach, and I was very resistant, after a few years, ended up transforming my life. And then I joined Vistage, and then I joined YPO, Young Presidents Organization. Yep, yep. And I just kept, so as soon as I got that taste of it, and again, maybe it's the, it's just like the, it's the, the education, the collaboration, mm -hmm. the, Hey, you're not in this alone. The, here's a tool that you've never heard of that can actually help you with what you're, you know, banging your head against the wall with. And so as soon as I got into it, I, I, I just went crazy with coaching and I still do. I, I, I still do because I, you know, I, I, my experiences in life are only going to teach me so many things, Nina. I, I, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. not enough. Mm -hmm. It's not enough for what I want to be and what I want to become. So I have to go outside and I have to find uh, other people who can help me and are willing to help me um, because I have the time to be helped. I think that's one of the things that a lot of people, whether you're an entrepreneur or whatever, you go, oh my gosh, a whole day? How am I going to spend a whole day going to some coaching <laughs> thing? Well... <laughs> Right. Yeah, right. It's, it's an eight hour commitment or whatever. And that's a lot, but how much time is it going to save you by going that eight hours? How much, how much is your life going to be improved? How much more money will you make? Because you got an idea going there that you never would have gotten if you didn't. I think that, um, that's a real, and I, I had this disease for a long time, but it's a real disease to say mm -hmm. that I don't have time to do these things. And, and I feel yeah. like after a certain point, like when you should no longer be gritting every day, yeah. after a certain point, not having time is just you telling me you're lazy and you, you know, you don't, you don't want to do what you have to do anymore. Right. Wow. That's good. Right. I forgot who it was. I think it was uh, Grant Cardone who said, um, procrastination makes you a liar. 
And I'm like, ooh, okay. <laughs> you know? And so when you procrastinate, you're a liar. I don't listen to you when you're a procrastinator. I'm like, wow, okay, Grant. Um, but but you're right, right? I mean, the the truth is, is I always say this too. I think every coach needs a coach, right? Mm-hmm. Because you should always be going with, or I think you should always have a coach or people around your life that are that are mentors that are that are a little or much more higher than you are right now, because that's what's going to get you to where you want to go. Yeah, well, I agree. I don't. I, if if someone is if if I'm not aspiring to be, and I don't mean this like personally, more like that person, but mm-hmm. if my goal is to be more successful, let's say. And I'm not putting myself around people who I'm I'm seeing as more successful than what am I doing? Like how- right, 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 right. And that's, you know, that's when you're the smartest person in the room. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you said, right? You made, you built the wall, that was your room. You had the yeah, you had your room. That's very, so funny. Very comfy place for me to be for a while. Right. <laughs> Where and do you want to go from here, Mike? Where do you what, do you have things you're like have ahead of you that well you're in um a strategic coach. So I'm sure that you have a bunch of plans going on here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually not in the program right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I was in it for a long time and I still consume all of the, um, the um, material, but mm-hmm. the business that I'm in right now is not it, like the trajectory of it is not something that I, um, that, that makes sense for me with coach. So, so, but I am in, um, as I mentioned, Vistage, YPO, I'm also mm-hmm. in Abundance 360. So, if you have you heard of Abundance 360? I actually, I actually recently heard about them. I don't know much. So Peter Diamandis and actually Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach created okay. Abundance 360, and it's it. So that's where I'm at now. Like that's a that's a group that you know the goal of everybody is to is to develop a massively transformative purpose for their life. Oh wow, that's that's awesome. And I don't have that yet. So all these people that I'm meeting have this MTP, they call it, right? And we get exposed to those people and then so many resources of just the most phenomenal people doing phenomenal things to help us, you know, think about, you know, where we're going to be. So um, right now, as I mentioned, I'm my, my, my one of my main missions is to help support and create entrepreneurs. So that's that's kind of where I am now. That's wonderful. And, and I feel like if I'm, you know, exposing myself to the things that I am and I'm focused on that, you know, there, there won't be a shortage of opportunities that come my way, but I don't know exactly where I'll end up. And, and at this point, I don't, it doesn't matter. I just looking for, it'll, you know, convergence will happen. And yeah, yeah, and, and it, yeah. Are you going to, uh, are you, when, when you find these entrepreneurs that you'd like to help, are you, do you consider yourself a coach at all or a mentor? Uh, I do with some, I mean, you can't, I can't, can't do that, nor would do they all want that right. from me. Um, but I do, um, like even with the RC Midwest, I'm, I'm, you know, so we built a management team. My job is to mentor the general manager who runs the business every day. That's my, that's, that's my, good. my number one or one of my number one, one of my key priorities. So I love doing that. And, um, and I, and, you know, for the right circumstances I, I do that that's wonderful um you, you dropped a lot of little nuggets here today so thank you for that yeah. um and thank you for you know spending your time with me because you know i i and i really mean this and it sounds so like you know lululemon's thing but honestly 
I find these conversations to be so fulfilling for me and the most important thing happening for me right now, right? So I try to live my life with the moment. Um, I do think about the future, of course, but I always feel like we're not promised tomorrow because we're not. And so when I have these conversations, they mean the world to me. So I want to thank you for being here on Straight Talk and taking the time out of your busy schedule to give us some golden nuggets. I really appreciate you, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for, for that. inviting me, Nina. It's been fun. You're a very good interviewer, by the way. Thank you. Uh, before I let you go, though, I do want you to give us all of your handles where we can find you and, and follow you and support what you're doing, please. Sure. So the easiest way is MikeMalatesta.com. That's where you find everything. It's Mike, and then the last name is M-A-L-A-T-E-S-T-A.com. Sounds like a mouthful, but it's really just like it, it's pronounced just like it's spelled. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm LinkedIn. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. That's where I'm most active. And then, of course, my podcast is called How'd It Happen? Mm -hmm. uh, you can Good. subscribe to that anywhere, and I uh, hope you do. And if you do, let me know and leave me a message and thank Nina. <laughs> yes, please do. Please do, guys. So make sure that you go on there. I will have all of his information in all the show notes. So you can go ahead and, and follow his website, follow his podcast. His podcast is really good. And he has great, great guests on there. So you will not be disappointed. Make sure you tune in. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk No Sugar Added. Until next time. Make sure that you visit our website at Straight Talk No Sugar Added, where you can subscribe to our show on iTunes and Stitcher or anywhere you listen to your podcast or on YouTube so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about our show, that would be awesome too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our book as well. It's Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I Overcame a Hard-Hitting Life. I am Nina Perez, and I am here for you. If you are looking for private coaching, make sure that you email me at hello at straighttalknosugaraddit.com. Until next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.